What's up, guys? Thank you all for checking out this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart. It's a big show today because we're going to be doing our Marvel's Eternals uh, review for this for this episode of the podcast. So this is obviously a big release by Marvel. Um, we, we, we It's not been too long since we've last seen a Marvel movie. Of course, we had um, the Shang-Chi movie over the summer. Technically, you know, Venom is, uh, uh, you know, in association with Marvel um, so, so we've gotten a little bit of a string of movies now in terms of big picture releases, and and here we are with the uh, Marvel Studios release of Eternals. It's an interesting movie because um, these characters not as well known, definitely not as high profile. So, a bit of a gamble by Marvel. And I think we've seen some of uh, that gamble, perhaps not paying off as much. We see some of the uh, critical reaction to this film. The box office numbers from this film this weekend were pretty good. They opened with a, a $71 million box office. Um, I believe the movie made 100-something million worldwide, which I think might have been a pandemic record, so uh, or second second most uh, worldwide pandemic, since the pandemic started. So, so the, the movie's doing pretty good in terms of the box office. The critical response right now, Rotten Tomatoes, last time I checked, was at 48%, so by far one of the, the lowest-scored Marvel movies. Which I think is going to make the, for this to be an interesting discussion. Uh, I'm joined by my co-host Sham. Uh, so I'll start with Shamari first here. Uh, just initial thoughts. And, and uh, first of all, good to have you on the podcast. What are your initial thoughts on this film, having seen it? Uh, yeah, I mean, glad to be here as always, man. I love doing the show with you guys. Um, this, this, I thought The Eternals was a great movie. I, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really. Um, I mean, I guess I do have, I mean, some minor complaints, but, but nothing that would make me go, oh, I didn't really like the movie because of this. Like, no, I very much enjoyed it. I thought the action was great. I thought the story was great. I thought the characters were great. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it really, it just left me wanting more. You know, I, I want to see more of the Eternals. I want to see more. Of course, we got the post-credit scene, implying that there may be more. Hopefully, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, I very much want this to be something that they continue to explore. And um, uh, yeah, I mean, this this is pretty massive. I still am not, I'm not. I'm not totally sure what what Feige was getting at when he said when he was saying, "Well, this is gonna change everything." Like you know, it's, it's like the Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Marvel Universe is a little totally different than how he did before, and it's like I mean, not really, but it, it was still very a very big in terms of its the scope. So yeah, uh, so I mean, maybe that's what he was referring to. But I really liked it. I very much enjoyed the movie. And of course, we're happy to have Shamari back. I think he was out last week. And it's interesting, Kendall, who also is on the podcast this week, to Shamari say that he's seeking uh, a sequel. Um, considering we had the comments from their producer last week saying that. You know, we don't necessarily make the make. We didn't make this movie with the thought that there would be all these sequels, which is very fascinating. Considering when you watch the movie, definitely seems like they're trying to set up some sequels. Uh, Kendall, of course, on the pod here. What did you uh, make? Just initial thoughts of the this film, Eternals. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, happy to be here. Um, was not as high on the movie as Shamari was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, when you see the reviews, obviously you come in and you're. You don't know what to expect uh, with the movie, um, and I think this movie, for the most part, had a, had a lot of good stuff in there that I enjoyed. 
Uh, but there's just a lot of there's just a lot of things that that kept it from being a good movie. Um, wow. So you so you're so, you're going as far as to say that Eternals is not a good movie in your estimation? No, no. Yeah, I, I mean, if if we're talking in the general sense of filmmaking, it's not a terrible film. Uh, if we're talking just you know with the expectations of what we expect from Marvel or just superhero movies in general. Um, you know, to me, it's it's one of the lower, it's definitely one of the lower Marvel movies. Interesting. Uh, you know, it, what it reminds me of the thing that I've that I've come to is that the films that I would compare it to in the in the medium are like Justice League or well, like the Snyder Cut, like Rise of non Snyder Cut Justice, non Snyder Cut Justice League. Yeah, or, we didn't cut. We didn't cut Justice yeah, League. yeah, we didn't cut Justice oh, League wow. or oh, or. Uh, or, or Rise of Skywalker, and there's reasons why, but we'll get we'll get into that. Well, that's as not we good. It. Neither neither of those are are good for someone who enjoyed this film. <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing is, like Rise of Skywalker and Justice League have good stuff in it. Yeah, they, they have stuff that I enjoy. You know, not everything about it. There there are movies like that where like Fantastic Four, where everything about it stinks, or ninety percent of, of the movie stinks. There's not a whole lot, not a whole lot of good to take from it. Um, the Rise of Skywalker, not a objectively bad movie it's just disappointing in a lot of room and that's same with justice league and i think that this is a movie that, that i think the word i come I come away with was disappointing wow okay that's interesting there i mean i guess i'll get it started from my takes on this film and this is by the way a spoilers review for anybody who's listening so if you uh have not watched this movie and you don't want to be spoiled um we love you happy to have you listening but perhaps Maybe come back to this podcast after you've watched the movie. If you haven't watched the movie and you don't care, you want to hear our thoughts about it, or perhaps you're making a decision whether or not you want to watch it because you haven't, uh, because you know because you haven't yet, and you want to hear what we say about the movie. Uh, then obviously feel free. Of course, if you watch the movie, you know, sit back, relax, and have a good time. This will be a good conversation. But yeah, I just want to make sure I put that out there. Obviously, this is a spoilers review, so we'll go get into this movie now. Of course, this is the latest Marvel installment. Directed by Chloe Zhao, starring Gemma Chan as Cersei, Richard Madden as Icarus, Salma Hayek as Ajax, Angelina Jolie as Thena, uh, Don Lee as Gilgamesh, Kumail Nanjiani as Kingo, uh, Leo McHugh as Sprite, Brian Tyree Henry as Fastos, Bri Colgan uh, as Druig, and um, uh, Druig, I'm sorry, and Lauren Ridolph as Makari. So, I really, really enjoyed this movie. Um, I think this was definitely, um, I don't want, I mean, I definitely think it was much better than Black Widow. I think, to me, it's comparable to Shang-Chi for me. Um, and I'll be honest, for me, I, I'm not someone who, uh, as I told a, a, a person I had actually met over the weekend who also loves Marvel. Like, you know, the Jack Kirby section of some of the stuff he likes to do with the intergalactic stuff with superheroes and, and effectively Marvel and DC Hasn't always necessarily been my cup of tea. I'm not someone who was super familiar or interested in Eternals um, on the DC side. Not been someone who was super interested or familiar with uh, New Gods. So some of that stuff, like you know, not necessarily what I go for. So when it came to this movie, I, well, I can't be. I can't say I was just super excited. The casting and the um, and the director, you know, made me excited. But the actual heroes and the actual characters that we're dealing with. Um, not characters that I really follow very closely. So there was a bit of a of a of a I don't know, a trepidation a little bit in terms of coming in, especially when you hear some of the reviews. But I try to keep it in mind 
when I watched it, and I thought this movie was spectacular, I'll be honest. Um, first of all, the visual effects, I think, are pretty stunning. Um, the visual effects team did an excellent job, especially with a movie like this that, you know, the visual, the the, the, the VX demand uh, for this kind of film was very high, and the CGI, you know, demand is pretty high. But I think they used it in a way that didn't make it feel like a, a crazy CGI fest. Like, for a movie that was so beautiful in terms of how they used CGI, it was not overused. Uh, I think how they kind of manifested a lot of the, the Eternals' powers, I thought, made sense. I was pleasantly surprised at how good the action sequences were. I mean, these action sequences were great. I think that, you know, I, I, I've heard people compare this film to a lot of Zack Snyder movies. Um, and I, I felt like watching this film, to me, like, this is what, like, watching Icarus... Watch some of these characters. That, that's what I wanted to see from Zack Snyder's Superman movies, to be honest. I think that they got down a lot of those kind of action sequences way better than he did, honestly. And I, I know some Zack Snyder fans will think that that's a dig at him. It's not. I, I actually thought his action sequences were pretty good. But um, I thought this this kind of took it to another level. And we're years ahead, so you know perhaps that's you know, fair that it, they did take it to another level. I thought the action sequences were, were great. Um, you know, how they, they showed off Makari's speed. Um, again, Icarus, in terms of his kind of Superman-like powers and, and how that manifested, I, just, I thought they did a really good job of it. And I thought the the story, which people kept saying was super confusing, I thought was pretty easy to follow and very compelling. I mean, again, that's me. Obviously, clearly, this has been a controversial thing. But, um, you know, the notion that, and I didn't try, I actually, you know, purposely didn't try to read too much about the Eternals coming in because i didn't want to just know what the story was going to be in case the story was super similar to the comics but to me you know this the idea of these kind of godlike beings being in, on you know on earth with this kind of mission to uh you know to to save these people but not really interfere save them just from these deviants and even that like that task being kind of suspect being like really that's that's how that's the best way these people can save pe- people and by keeping them safe somehow, that was going to help the universe. And then we learn uh, through Ajax's conversations that that you know obviously they have an ulterior motive um, to uh, to bring about another celestial, and that's why they uh, they're for, they're there to kind of uh, keep the population as high as possible by getting rid of the deviants that were already created. So I thought that story was pretty compelling, pretty interesting, and then seeing these characters, each with very interesting personalities, kind of deal with. Uh, one, the already kind of ridiculous nature of the mission, and two, the the, the realize the realization that they've been living this lie for thousands of years um, with this what they thought was a noble cause, and how each of them deal with it. And it's not you know completely uh, obviously it's not very black and white. You know there are characters that you dislike that you know say no we're here for the mission we're gonna keep moving. Maybe characters that maybe you initially didn't like, but kind of you realize you kind of grown, gain more respect for them as the show goes on, as the movie goes on. Um, and then characters maybe you really did like, but who decide, no, like, this is what they wanted us to do and we should do it. And like kind of just seeing that kind of moral, uh, that moral kind of tug of war happen amongst this group who, you know, are obviously really close, I thought was uh, was really compelling. So we'll get into a lot of these plot points uh, initially. But uh, I'll go to I go to uh, I go to Kendall first, I guess, because you know you you said specifically that you know you were kind of you know you didn't really love this movie too much. So, what exactly about this film that stood out to you that you that that really really you you weren't crazy about 
or is there anything I said that you firmly disagree with in terms of my love for this movie? Because I, I think that this is a, a stellar movie. I don't have anything. I, I have some I have some nitpicks for sure. Like there are some things I definitely didn't like, and we'll get into that. But um, but I really thought this was a good film. Yeah, yeah, and and it's to me, it, it's not surprising that there are people that are coming away with this movie and liking it. Because again, it's not a terrible movie. Yeah, and Kendall, and I'll, I'll preface your comments with saying Kendall did have me laughing a bit. You're talking about some of the uh, some of the characters. I know you didn't like, you know, the super deviant. The super um, deviant, yeah, he's the, super uh, scroll, but he, 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 he's yeah, a monster. He made some, he made some cell comparisons. Yeah, he, he's cell. <laughs> from, 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 and you know, there's so many characters in this movie that don't really need to be there. He was kind of one of them, you know, in, in the in the in the grand scheme of things, but. My, I think my general issue with the movie is that this is a good movie again with a lot of good stuff in it, but it's it's way too it just there's too much it's trying to do too much in too little time, which really? is crazy to say because the movie is like two and a half hours, and I feel like not a whole lot happened or not a whole lot was accomplished in terms of figuring out who these characters are because they got ten they got ten eternal plus Dane Whitman plus super deviant. Plus our Arishim, like all these different characters, and you only have two and a half hours to figure out who these characters are. At best, this need at, at least this needs to be. We need it. We need a Snyder cut. We need an ultimate edition of this movie. <laughs> at worst, or 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 at least, or or at most, I should say, we need this needed to be a seat a series. This needed to be a ten to thirteen episode, one hour each episode series where we could have gotten fleshed out versions of these characters um i think the actors all did an admirable job for what they were told to do of course some of the performances are a little wooden a little robotic but they they explained some of that in the movie with them saying oh yeah we actually are I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're synthesoid yeah they're synthesoid, synthesoid. We're, we're synthesoid so it, it it explains itself that way but even then it's it's not super compelling uh, to have these actors play these characters this way, um, you know, there just there's so many. I mean, the decision making in the third act. I, I was giving this movie a chance. The first two acts, I I, I was I was enjoying really? it. So the third act was actually you you like disliked the most. Yeah, the third act. Wow, because I really liked the third act. And it's funny because it's not less not necessarily like the third act from an action standpoint didn't deliver. Because I think from an action standpoint it was actually really good, just story wise. They're telling a story for the first two acts, and you're you're following along. And again, you like these characters; you're you're enjoying you're you're enjoying the experience. But you have to have payoff. It's like Iron Man three, Iron Man three. The first two acts were good, and you say to yourself, "All right, what's the payoff going to be?" But post Mandarin twist, the movie kind of falls apart. And with this movie, I kind of feel like the decision making from a story standpoint of the story they want to tell with the with the Icarus twist and you know Ajax knowing everything and it's all a lie and Arisham and all that stuff and the celestial coming out of the the, the earth none of that really worked for me and then so as a whole the movie's just not going to work you know like Iron Man three and, and there is a part of me that's like is there a movie there that you could have told where you just told a more straightforward story that wasn't so convoluted and confusing. Probably, but you know that's like saying is there an Iron Man version of Iron Man three where the Mandarin doesn't turn? I guess, but the whole point of the Mandarin was to be a red herring for Aldrich Killian. So it's like giving them 
I don't know if there's a movie like that that exists. It's kind of the same with Eternals. I don't know if there's a version of Eternals where Icarus doesn't twit, doesn't doesn't turn, and you know everything's more straightforward, and you're just fighting the deviants. But um, you know, I, I there's a whole lot of gray area. Just way too much gray area in terms of the characters and who is who is good, who is bad. By the end, they kind of don't even know. You know, by the end of the movie, she's like, "Did I even?" Should I have done this? Did I do the right thing? And it's like, I mean, you 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 saved the humans. I mean, I, I hope you did the right thing, but they're all debating. Oh, should we just reset? Well, reason, well, yeah, you know, well, I think I think to me the reason the, the whole confusion I think there was, you know, the whole point of the celestial is to create all these you know new civilizations. So while yeah, they were able to um, save these humans. I mean, they in a sense killed endless numbers of civilizations that were supposed to come out come about because of the celestial so again which is considering why, that, that in considering their like um considering you know their understanding of like celestials and and you know they have they know about the impact that they're supposed to have i i think that that i think that those moral questions that I, I again i i, I thought made and, sense and that's that's ultimately the problem with this film is you're right that they they know and they tell us what the, the problem is, but do we feel it? Do they, you know, is it, it's, it's, it is something we, I talked to our brother Henry about it, and he said one of the issues with this movie, major themes in terms of an issue is it's a lot of, it's a lot of tell, don't show. They don't show us a whole lot. They just tell us things and we're supposed to take it at face value. I mean, the Sprite character, everybody talks about characters I don't like, the Sprite character I don't, I don't hate her as a character as a whole. Again, I'm watching the movie and I'm enjoying pretty much everybody. But mm-hmm. the twist at the end where she just joins Icarus, I, I don't get it. And we can say they, they leaned into this whole thing about, yeah, well, you know, she's in love with Icarus. Based off of what? Because of one scene where that's just shoehorned into the film just to make the twist make sense, where he's talking about Peter Pan. And at first I, I kind of got it because I'm like, yeah, yeah, I guess she kind of looks like Peter Pan. But then... He was like, "No, you're actually Tinkerbell." I, at that point, I didn't get the, I didn't get the, I didn't get the reference. But like, we have, we we have that moment. But they're they're just telling us this stuff. But there's not a whole lot explained about why she made that twist beyond, yeah, you know, I, you know, I was, I don't know why I was born like this. Um, why are, why were you born like that? I, I still don't even know. You know, they, the the celestial, there's a lot of celestial error. You know, and they kind of explain that with the deviant saying, yeah, the deviants got out of control. And so we have to make you guys. And now you guys have gotten out of control. And it, it, it's just a lot of stuff. Then she, 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 she turns on them. Sprite. She stabs Gemma Chan in the back after she's yeah. lived with her. For literally, literally, literally stabs her in the back. <laughs> literally, literally stabs her in the back after she lived with her for thousands of years over a cause that I don't even think she's that passionate about. And then... Like and then at the the drop of a hat, it's all cool by the end of the movie. Yeah, you know, we'll, 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 there's got to be. Like, I mean, Kingo just dips at the end of the movie. Their third act is like, I, I don't want to be a part of this. Then it's all cool at the end of the movie. I don't know. Those are those are some of the major. Those are some of the 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 things. There's probably way more, but you know. Well, while you, while you while you gather more, I guess some of those things, uh, Shamari, <laughs> what do you make of some of those points? Kendall, Kendall made. Uh, I mean, he touched on some good points. I mean, there were things that I, like I said, I mean, when, when I guess when I guess when we get to you know a real 
you know, I guess just to, you know, touch on some of the things. Um, uh, I didn't mind the Super Deviant. You know, I didn't mind the Super Deviant so much. Um, um, I thought his CG maybe by by the very end was just a little wonky. Mm-hmm. But but outside of that, I, I I didn't mind the Super Deviant. You know, I knew okay, so this is the big this is the big guy. You know, or you know, and he is trying to absorb them and and you know blah blah blah. And I'm like, all right. And um, they killed him by the end. And, and I thought he was when, supposed to be by the end. We we're like, wait, is he even evil, or is he the good guy, or yeah. is he like one thing? I, I did want clarification with regards to the super deviant. I don't think we got too much clarification in terms of because when he started talking like those other like Gilgamesh, like well, he's talking like Gilgamesh, but then he was he was saying stuff like he was one of the other beings from the other planets and stuff. My right, way, so is he one of the other beings from like the other planets that got destroyed or, or absorbed or whatever, like? Like what is he? He was saying like, "Oh, you destroyed my world." He was saying stuff to like, like uh, to to um, uh, to uh, Gilgamesh. The, no, to uh, the what, what's the was Athena or, or Gilgamesh? Uh, I forget which one, or both. I don't know. But but he was like saying something about how they like destroy the world and blah blah. blah. I'm like, oh, so does he remember from like another world? I know he got Gilgamesh's memories when he absorbed him, and right. oh, well, he had Ajax memories. Yeah, he, he, had, he, had, yeah. he knows all of that at that. Point. Yeah, so maybe yeah, so maybe so I don't he, know. He, all of that. Yeah, so I don't know. know. Yeah, so that was a little that was just a little confusing to me. Right. But um, uh, but other than that, I mean, I thought the action was good. I I didn't mind the twists. Um, I didn't see the Icarus twist coming. Um, what I personally have preferred a good Icarus probably, mm-hmm. but I pr- also prefer a good Superman. Mm-hmm. But I still like Injustice. You know, I still liked uh, Superman, Red Sun, and all those other. All, all the, the it, 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 it is, it is, it is become, it is becoming a very well, overdone uh, trope. I still like Homelander. I still like Omni Man. <laughs> I still like all the other ones. You know, Brightburn. Like Brightburn. I, I really do think we need to get to a point where no more evil Superman Dark returns. <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's really it's too dark, evil Superman's become. It's kind of getting it's getting played out. Yeah, it really is. It's starting to get really played out. Um. Yeah. But but I didn't mind the Icarus turn, you know. I didn't mind. I, in the movie, I really it didn't, it's, it it, it's not terrible. It probably needed more time. I think again, that's the theme with a lot of this. It's not that they were terrible ideas, but that none of it's explained or none of it is is fully fleshed, fully formed, fully fleshed out ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, if if we would have gotten more about his ideology and why he decided, you know, I I'm just a Mister Company man, you know, as opposed to you know, one. I, I don't know. I mean, again, they tell us that he was he was living with uh, what you would call it, Cersei, and then yeah. he just up and left. They didn't show us any of that, but they they're telling us that's mm-hmm. what happened. And then I'm assuming it's because he he couldn't live with himself, you know, that or yeah. he couldn't live with this idea of coming close to human humanity. Um, and he, but it, just not enough scenes, you know, not enough. And then by the end, he can't go through with it and i'm like you went this far into your ruse and now you can't go through with it i mean well i think, well, I think by the yeah, end I, to me to me the end was like it's me and cersei now and like to end this I like i had to kill cersei and that was that was the line that he wasn't he, he couldn't bring himself to he, he just it was just, right. when it was just when it was just scrapping with the when it was just scrapping with the squad that's different than the woman right here that you love is about to make this happen, but she's completely exposed. And if you want to do this, you got to kill her. 
very much like a yeah. you know Wolverine versus you know Dark Phoenix kind of scene, you know. And you right. know, Wolverine obviously he does it, but you know, uh, but you know that that's kind of the I think that's supposed to be the thing there. Um, I don't know. I think I think for me, so so a couple of things. I think that the Icarus. I saw. I thought the Icarus turn was a little predictable. I'll be honest, actually. Yeah, Kendall was going off to me about that. I, 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 I was it you, EJ, that I, I said a couple of weeks ago that, yeah, you know, there's some people kind of theorizing that Icarus is going to wind up being evil, being the, the evil Superman guy. I, I, I talked to one of you guys. I don't, about I don't, I don't know. You may have told me that. I can't remember off the top of my head. I definitely didn't remember it. Once he says, "I'm not where I think I am," I was like, "Well, yeah, here we go." But yeah, they were just you know when he when he you know when he kind of I think this, the the tea leaves were kind of there when you see him kind of you know threaten to kind of you know to pull up on on Druig when you know he goes on that spiel as you know all the humans are killing themselves and and you know he you know while when he's when Druig's kind of giving his kind of like rant against Ajax about how like you know it's ridiculous that they can't stop you know violence and and stop you know mayhem. Uh, because it's you know human related when they could stop everything in a finger with snap a finger so to speak and, and make everything great i think you know him kind of his aggressive kind of nature towards you know yeah. towards kind of druid there i think kind of was the first thing that kind of kind of made me raise my eyebrow about you know who is this guy um and it's, it's something about something about honestly I, I never was convinced that ajax died the way you know they said again you know whenever you see a death that's not on screen I was like, I don't yeah. think and also Ajax is like, I know she's not like the fighter, but like she's the leader. Like I'm thinking, yo, she could take out one right. deviant, fam. Like one deviant just got her out of here. Right. Like I don't care if they're quote unquote super deviants. Like nah, she should be able. She should have been savvy enough to call up the squad or do something to make sure that she don't die. So like that to me made me feel like nah, <laughs> yeah. that was that death was way more intense and way more kind of planned out and. Every time they were at, every time they were in South Dakota, I I was waiting for Curry the Cowardly Dog to show up because she yeah, in the middle. I was, I was gonna say <laughs> I was gonna go to Kendall and say something, but I was like, this theater is kind of quiet. I don't want to say nothing. But yeah. I was just like, yo, this is courage right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, all we needed is Eustace to come out with the <laughs> crazy mask. Ooga, ooga, ooga. Um, but uh, so yeah, I thought I thought. I thought uh, Icarus's turn was a little predictable. I was okay with it because he's very unlikable throughout the entire movie. Like he's not somebody that you like. You come in and like you root for that much. Like, like in like to me, honestly, the first time he shows up, like he's fighting that deviant and he doesn't even kill the deviant. I'm like, all right, guy, like, way to just show up out of nowhere <laughs> after not being around all these years and he didn't even finish the job. Like in my and in my head, you know, he has again like Superman like powers. I'm yep. like, nah, you gotta finish. You gotta finish that deal. You know. So that was kind of the first sign for me. I was kind of like, I don't know how I feel about this guy. Also, like, why wouldn't you finish the job? And again, we we kind of learn more as things go on. You know, as he kind of lays out that look, my only my only reason why I'm even doing anything is just uh, I don't want to see you people killed by these deviants. So I will show up and fight them, you know, to save you people because you guys are like my family. But outside of that, I don't. You know, we gotta just let this thing happen because this is again this uh this task that we've been given. Um. So I thought I thought in terms of things that I kind of weren't crazy about, I thought that that was a little predictable. I also, um, I also didn't think they did a great job, honestly, with uh, the Icarus and Cersei love story. Um, and that's a little disappointing because you know I kind of expected Chloe Zhao to kind of nail something like that, and I think honestly would have made perhaps the Icarus turn not as obvious. 
Um, and it makes that moment where Kendall was talking about where he has that frustration with why he can't yeah, he go, he take go, out goes Cersei. The right. Now, and again, that's the, that's a perfect example of a showdown. that we saw in the movie. I'm like, so this is why? Right. But that's a, <laughs> that's a perfect example of a show don't tell. Now, obviously, they, they show there's all this time where there's this courtship that, that literally is hundreds of years and this re- wedding that was there. So they were together for hundreds or perhaps even thousands of years. So you know that there's that time there. But right. again, when you don't have the actual moments of seeing them actually really fall in love, um, you know the, the whole sex scene thing was a big kind of uh, it was a big kind of the deal that was man. yeah it was a big thing people kept talking about and it was controversial really for no reason. Um, after watching, I kind of feel like it was really dumb, like I, I or at least it, I don't think that it was earned. Rather, that's probably the better word. Like, I don't, like, to me, like, you didn't see these people really fall in love at all. Like, he was, um, you already mentioned that they kind of have kind of robotic, uh, you know, portrayals of Cersei and Icarus. Like, those are definitely two of the, you know, less charismatic, uh, Eternals of all the Eternals that are there. So, to me, like, you really gotta drive home, like, just how, like, close these people are. And they really didn't do that, um... And to me, I, I was even confused as to why Icarus left. I don't think they really even made that that clear, you know. Um, I think, again, it may be a show no tell thing. I think he does kind of say, like, I couldn't, you know, stand to be here knowing that, you know, this was all going to end or whatever. But I don't know. Again, I just think that yeah. I, I shouldn't have had a question like, wait a minute, so why, so why did he leave? Like, every time he, he was about to say something, it seemed like something kept happening. Um, but, again, right. I don't need gags like that. So, um so I, I thought that while I actually really liked Icarus's action and I liked Icarus's um, role in the movie, yeah, I think he made. Great. I think he made. I think he made for a great heel. I think the idea that okay. they propped up one of the one of the Eternals to be like that dude, and to have all of them have to try to take him out to save the Earth, I thought was yeah. clever. I, and I, 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 love I thought, and I thought, and I thought it allowed them real quick. And I just thought it allowed them also to really flesh out just how badass also these other Eternals are. You know, seeing Fastos right. using his technology-based uh, skills to fight. I mean, to me, that's kind of like what I wanted from Batman versus Superman. To be honest, you know, like, like again, a lot. There were a lot of things. I was like, man, if this was if Sacramento could have seen more of this. Like, you know, a lot of things could have been a lot different for his film, but. I, but um, so I liked a lot of what Icarus. I like Icarus to me was very much a mixed bag for a lot of different reasons. His role in the movie makes sense. How he got there and some of the things he did, I wasn't as crazy about for me. And I, I loved one of the things I did. The, the the main thing that I, that I really loved about the 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 Cersei, uh, Icarus dynamic was that idea. And it's a trope that you see sometimes in in, in these types of stories where you have particularly team stories where you have a a guy on the team who's clearly the strongest, but is not chosen to be the leader. Um, you know, we, there's a, ver- I don't know what version, there's a version of the Ninja Turtles that came out recently where Raphael is the leader. Which movie is that, Shamar? Or which show was that? Where where Leonardo wasn't like the, was it, was it the new one? It just new came one. out? Yeah. Yeah, Rise. Yeah, Rise, Rise, Rise of the Raph is the leader and, and Leo wasn't and people were kind of, I feel like there was another one though, right? Where, there was a because that Raph is like even different. That Raph is like kind of normal. But there was another one where he was like super aggressive, but like he still ended up being I don't know if it was a TMNT. I forget. But that, that's a, that's something uh-huh. you see or you know Shaolin Showdowns another one where uh-huh. Omi, who's the main kid, ends up not being the the chosen yeah. one necessarily. So that was that was cool to see Icarus, who was clearly the strongest, like like you said. But you know have to deal with that dynamic of yeah, but you know I wasn't picking. 
as the prime eternal. And you see um, why and he's not he's not he's not he's not a great leader. I mean, he's not inspiring. He's not yeah, charismatic. He's he's clearly a fo- he's a follower. Like he just will follow orders. Like he's not right. Like you know, he doesn't they make they don't critical explain, decisions. They don't, they don't explain why they don't explain that that process very well in terms of when did Ajax become come to any of this decision making and. At what point was it like, did she realize, did she make the decision when this guy was about to kill her? She was like, all right, well, he gave you the leader. Uh, or did she make the decision when she, when it dawned on her that, like, humans have to live, which I have a whole issue with that, but that's a whole other conversation. Or did she make the decision, like, like before they even got to Earth? Like, yeah, yeah Cersei's next in line. Um, I mean, I get the impression, and Shamari could jump in, I mean, my... I was going to say real quick. I think that the reason the reason I, I assumed was that her her ideology was that again she wanted humans. She thought humans should live, and she thought that this should be the this this emergence shouldn't happen for whatever reason, and that uh, Icarus wouldn't do that because he's Mister Company Man. But that what should we call would go through it. That Cersei, because she's the most human humane of them all, would want to, or the most human of them all, would want to go through with it. Uh, or wouldn't want to go through it and want to stop it, and that's that was my interpretation. My question then just is, you know, when was that decision made? And I mean, also it's, why? I mean, it sounds to me like you, like you said, you just wanted more time. Just a lot of time. That's, just, that's, and I mean, I, again, I mean, it's a two I'm, hour and a half movie. Again, and why am I asking for two more hours? I'm I'm cool with it. A lot of a lot of that stuff, I just knew. I guess almost implicitly. You know, we're that's it's, it's implied. Details. I'm not yeah. going to get all that. Right. You know, a lot of that just implied. You right. know, we got to fill in the blanks. And I'm cool with that. So my I don't need to see all they, that. They, I don't want to see Icarus. I want to see the big fight. Right. That's right. what I want the time to go to. So my question yeah, and I was going to say, I think that if you give if you, Yeah, go ahead. Like, why? Why didn't. Why, why did Ajax decide when it comes to Earth? This is where we need. This is where the, the emergence shouldn't happen. All they say in the movie is, yeah, you know, these humans, they're just different. You know, they came back from the snap. There's a whole other conversation. The humans are special. The humans are special. That's it. Why? Yeah. So, but, yeah, we're going to let the, Zandar, the people on Xandar die or the people on Titan die or the people on this planet or that planet. But Earth is special. The morality can be debated. Okay, it's not even morality. morality. It's just like, they, they, I don't know why. What's so special about Earth? I think, well, I think... Well, that kind of comes from this idea of like, I, I mean, and look, it's like kind of what we hear from like Superman, where he talks about, and, and I mean, I guess it does make sense. We're talking a lot about Superman, um, for this show, but like Superman talks about, you know, you know, like you know, when he talks, he goes to the planets, or he explains, you know, why he loves Earth, or why he loves America, and he kind of goes into this like kind of vague, like you know, for every for every nuclear bomb you see, you know, you see the, you know, the the person helping the girl, old good old lady across the street. And blah blah blah, and like the the you know the human spirit and the American spirit is special. Like that, like there is that aspect. Other places too. I'm not right. I'm not, and and, <laughs> and and look, is that is that just like a bias of like an Earthling writing a movie? Yes, I think it is. But also, I mean, they're writing it to humans. So I think I think I think whenever you see that, whether a superhero, super a Superman comic or a Superman movie or something like this, I think the point is to try to also kind of relate to the viewer that like we as humans are special we care for one another and right. and and you know whatever we, we 
we you know we obviously have a lot of issues clearly but that we shouldn't lose track which of is great our, of our common love and an idea i think is that in these the MCU, people are non-earthlings kind of real quick the, the idea that these non-earthlings can see that i think is supposed to be the point in the mcu we've established that there's other there's other intelligent life I mean, yeah, out there I, I that are you. very human-like you know guardians they're on all these different planets you know, and I'm not looking at you, you know, some of them are, I guess, are different, you know, but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, or even like Thor, when that's, Thor talks about, I mean, how many, time, how many times has Thor talked about Midgard, and, you know, people being like, oh, why do you care about those people? And Thor goes on his, again, a very romanticized kind of view of humans and, again, of America and things like that, and uh, it's, 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 again, it's We've got a lot of time with Thor, so we, we get it with Thor, you know, with these people... This is the well, first movie. We don't have a lot of time, but they have way more time than Thor's ever had. Right. On Earth, at least. They're about as old, probably, as Thor, but not... Oh, of course. Like, I, I, get, I get it, I yeah. guess. But, like, and also, again, this is just a cycle that they go through every time. And this time, Ajax... Well, a cycle that Ajax goes through. She remembers. Well, yeah, she remembers, yeah. And there's a cycle that she goes through every time. And this is the one where she's like, yeah, this is where... This is where you know, you decide not to. I mean, the I, I feel like this is a movie that shouldn't have taken place in the MCU. A lot of some of my issues with the movie, if they just said this was Lord of the Rings or this is Harry Potter or some other universe that's outside of the MCU, I think it would there were some of these issues would make a little bit more sense. But when you talk to with like this idea that they, we kept asking going into the movie, why why didn't they interfere with you know, stopping Thanos. And in the movie, they say, oh, we're not supposed to interfere with anything human related. But they've also, they also made it clear that we need the human population to grow and evolve. Well, and that, snaps half the universe. Well, that was also Ajax's. Right. Well, 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 that's Ajax's issue is, and that's what, part of you asked why she didn't, why she had to change her heart. And she mentions that when she's talking to Icarus on her porch, she's like, this dude snapped half of existence. And, like, Homeboy didn't tell us to do anything, even though that should be against what, like, they would want. Like, why would you want half of the people? Like, I think she started to see that they're, they're, that uh, that Homeboy's plot didn't make any sense. Like, I, I, and she says that. Like, she does say that. You know, I don't know how she feels about, you know, Arishim and, 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 and whether maybe there's more there that we don't know. I, I kind of get the impression maybe there is, clearly, I mean. During this movie, you know, he presents himself as something, and then he's something yeah. else. And they're but, setting up more, which which I think is. I think Ajax to answer, answer Kendall's question. I feel like Ajax lost faith a bit after that happened. She's like, "Wait a minute, right? What are we actually here for? Are we just here to watch these people suffering? Like, because it doesn't even go toward the cause that he claims he's for." Right. Yeah, and, and I think I think a lot. I think some of it is is you know kind of as you're saying as well. I think some of it is fatigue. Also, which I took that as being implied as well, that she's like, you know, I can't do this no more. Right. You know, a little bit of just like, you know, it's yeah, like man, she, wants that, she, wants that, she wants that she's pension. Like, she's like, look at what all these people did. They brought themselves back from the brink of extinction practically. Right. And I was supposed to just watch Arishem or whoever just destroy him. Right. Uh, I'm not going to do it no more. You know, yeah, um, she, 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 got, she did her 30 years. She wants the pension. You know, she wants the yeah. benefits. You know, she's like, I'm out, man. It's too much. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's part of it. Though, again, I think a lot of the questions would probably be addressed in a sequel or sequel series, whatever whatever the next thing would be. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I just don't think I just don't think you know they had the time to answer all that um, in the movie. What you know? what what do we think happened? What was going on with these characters during the blip? Well, I think we see, you know I mean, the they're, they're all living, fast, I mean, they established that Fastos decided in 1944 or whatever. Yeah, whenever you know, the Hiroshima, I'm Hiroshima. Hiroshima. You know, I'm gonna go. It is a long period of time, so I don't. We don't know what. I don't, we don't know what he was doing for 80 years. We decided the they'd have to go far that far back. But regardless, they decided. You know, with these characters, they you know Dane Whitman and 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 Cersei are together, and all these different characters. You know, what happened during the blip? None of it. None of it affected them clearly. They didn't really talk about it or 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 explain or what what that even looked like from their perspective. When again, they they're that's the that's the most relevant thing, most important thing that's happened in the MCU. The whole Infinity Saga came to that came up to that conclusion, and they they. I know we don't want to do the thing where the, oh, every time, every movie, we got to talk about what happened during the blip. But it's a lot more relevant for this movie with these characters than it was for Shang-Chi. I, you know, like, I, what, what were these characters doing? What was their reaction? And then what, where were the, where were any of the other characters in the MCU? What, I mean, during this movie, you know, they're going around, they're recruiting all these other Eternals. You never thought to, maybe we should recruit Doctor Strange to help us fight the Deviants. Maybe we should we should recruit someone else, some some other Marvel character that we've seen. It's just again, if the movie didn't exist in the MCU, these wouldn't be problems that I ha- I would have. But any other I mean, more minor yeah. thing, I guess. But when you on top of all the the other stuff, it's just the movie that ends up being just a, a lot of holes. Just a lot of holes in this story. I feel yeah, like so, you know, I, I feel like with your holes, I feel like I could poke holes in most, if not all, the Marvel. Movies. I agree. In terms of. So just some of the questions, not all of them, because I have issues with it, too. Um, but some of the questions, you know, particularly when it comes to other people not interfering, that can apply to, in my opinion, At almost all. every movie. Yeah. Um, but um, but they're not as big. They're not on as big of a scale. This movie. A lot of them are a pretty big scale. This was, I mean, there I'll, was, I'll there was a guy's hand coming out of that, the, the core of the earth. And nobody, Doctor Strange, mean, like who cares? They didn't know no, what it was. But, at the time. No, but but also, Kendall, I think you got. I think I think it's a little unfair in the sense that you got to remember, like these people view themselves as almost like godlike. So they don't like they don't think that you know they don't. Sorry, they don't think you know Wong is gonna help them with this one. Like I don't but think that. I, I, help. <laughs> no, but, no, no, no. But remember, there there was an actual. Well, first of all, they didn't think they had any chance to stop the celestial. They had to come up with some crazy cockamamie thing in terms of having the uh, having to come together via their minds and to allow one of them to have the power to put someone to sleep or something like that. You can't do that with a human. You can't do that even with an alien. Like only Eternals can help. So like with that thing, it wasn't necessarily oh we could, it wasn't like they were gonna go up and scrap with a, with a celestial. It was they had to be smart about how they were gonna do it and how their biology was gonna be imperative to actually. Well, stopping the emergence so to me like i think that that like i think you got to give i think i think there's a little bit of i think it's a little bit of a harsh assessment to be like oh they should have called you know spider-man like spider-man's just not helping them with that like there's nothing yeah. again they didn't think they could do anything they thought well we're just doomed and then they came up with something but again it, it was going to be related to their biology they only knew that there was going to be a beef when homeboy icarus threw every threw up all their plans because he was you know for everything and and again, there also was you no know, dissension 
you know, cause of, in terms of, you know, whether or not some of them want to even, even wanted to go through with it. Uh, so, so I don't know. I, I don't, I didn't see that as much of an issue in terms of the, oh, we, you know, where's other people? I felt like, you know, these issues felt very much like, I would understand why they thought that they were the only ones who handled this, especially when they've been washing the deviants for decades or, you know, centuries, you know, it wasn't until 2020 or whatever this, you know, this year takes place where they actually were like, oh, we actually got to, you know, this is actually a fight now. Like this isn't going to be just as easy as we thought it was. So, so I don't know. I, I don't necessarily agree that, you know, that this was the movie where I start asking the questions of where everyone is only because the solution to what they had to do, it could only have been done by Eternals. There's so many other Marvel movies where literally anybody could help them that yeah. has some superpowers and they don't and, call and, Yeah. And even like things like Dr. Strange, I mean, that joint, the whole world was collapsing in on itself and Dormammu was all destroying everything. And, you know, and I mean, anyone else could have joined. Iron Man could have flown in. Anybody yeah, else could have used in. anyone. Any, any anyone, you know, and like I said, you can use really almost any movie. Well, you Captain America, uh, what the Winter Soldier when Homie was blowing up Washington D.C. <laughs> right. I mean, there's shield, uh, there's, there's shield intervention there. Like a lot of times, these, these characters are on alone. That's the point. There's a lot of team up aspects of a lot of these, like Spider Man. I mean, but where's I mean, everybody? Spider-Man, like, I mean, like, phase two, of, phase two plus, all those yeah. joints should be so, Avengers. Like Nick, if, phase two plus, Nick all Fury, those joints should be Avengers. Nick Fury movies. has established that <laughs> we we can't bring out the Avengers initiative for every movie. But I'm just saying that why that nobody uh, else, they I'm should. Saying, why not? I'm not saying I'm not saying bring the whole squad out. I'm saying why like why I'm saying you could call two or three friends. And say yo, we need we this little problem. We need to hang. Oh, sure, That's what they do. That's what happened in all the Captain America movies. Civil War is an Avengers yeah. movie. Winter Soldier got multiple Avengers. Spider Man, Homecoming, Iron yeah. Man. But these, but these, but the... who else? Who else could they got? Far from home. Well, no, actually, no. That's supposed. That's supposed to snap, right? Or what? What? No, oh, no, that's supposed, no, no, no. That's supposed to came back. They came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. they could have got, got. Who else could they have gotten in Far from Home? They could have brought everybody. They have bring in the cavalry. Yeah, they could have watched. Cavalry. Yeah, they, they could have watched Mysterio in a second, man. They will watch Mysterio. Well, what was he trying to do? He had all those drones. He's about to destroy like Italy or something like that. I forget <laughs> wherever the heck they were. They could have brought in anybody. You go take this guy out. I mean, I, I feel like I said that's that's the, like some of the stuff. Where I'm just like, you can do that for any of these movies, <laughs> honestly. Because because just with the Marvel and the superhero, the scale gets so big, and it's just like, you know, I can't really I can't really go there with a lot of these movies. I, I think that the the fact that we didn't descale for this movie. And they, they decided we're going to get bigger. We're going to go crazier. And again, it, it, it becomes, comes, uh, it comes, I don't know. I don't even, I don't want to call it a caricature, but it gets a little ridiculous where we've got these movies where they, they, they're trying to just, again, the world, I, I just can't believe that a, a, a giant hand is coming out of a, coming out of the core of the earth and nobody, like, again, nobody cares. We have, we have no, they don't even show us, oh, Anthony Mackie's sitting there on his couch and he's watching on TV and he sees, you know, what's going on. How do we even got to see that? But I, I, yeah, and I, 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 again, I, I will dis- I will disagree. Feel like Zhao didn't want, but I will disagree because I think I, that I, I, I don't think he wanted any sort of MCU baggage. I think he wanted her own movie, which again is fine. But when you like, you're doing an MCU movie, so it's got to make sense. We've got Fastos again. They show us, you know, they show us him with, with Hiroshima. But why no? They, there, there could have been an MCU tie in there. 
Why did it have to be something super generic? You know, he's all upset about, you know, the nuclear bombs, but I'm like, you've been building stuff for hundreds and thousands of years, and now this is the this is the point of no return. But there, there's there's a lot of, there's, I don't know, there's a lot I of mean, stuff, I, the, I mean, the, 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 the shared universe aspect of it, you know, being just overlooked when... I think that could have felt again. We're talking about these; they're they're minor nitpicks, and yes, there are holes you could probably pick in every Marvel movie. But those movies have better, have more, have more endearing stuff. You know, this movie, I can't give it that pass when there's not. It's 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 kind of boring. Yeah, I mean, I think this is one of those things where you just gotta agree disagree. I mean, I I don't I don't feel like this is the movie to bang on when it comes to where is the Avengers. I also feel like the the actual, I feel like the actual thing of what was happening, you wouldn't know about. I mean, they were, yeah, I don't know where like they were. They were in the middle of like nowhere. It wasn't like oh, yeah. this is happening in right. New York. I would be more inclined to like, believe. It. Like they're it's happening. It's happening right. in some right. random right. volcano. That's and a, and a, that's a minor thing. Well, let me let me just let me let me just finish though. It's happening in some minor some some random volcano, and right for, from for most of it, it's just lava coming out, and. There's not any people. There's no population damage. Like, that's the kind of thing. Like, you know, is it maybe something where you want to see the government saying, "Hey, there's something weird going on in in the you know in the Atlantic Ocean or something"? I mean, maybe I don't know. I I I didn't I didn't need that. I I didn't need that. Mm -hmm. I think, and 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 the the actual emergence doesn't really get to a point where anybody I think would again know that it's even happening. But I don't think like Sam Wilson like is sitting on his. Thing like nobody's watching that. I don't think anybody knows it's happening. It's a it's a it's an earthquake invasion. Excuse me. It's a volcano eruption, which happens periodically, and I think a lot of people just moved on from it. The only difference was that you know this was this was the eruption was was the precursor to something was going to be catastrophic. It just never got to that point. I think we know that, but again, I don't think a lot of people watching or people on that earth would have known. So I don't necessarily agree with that assessment that oh this is something that like should have elicited a bunch of people. I think this would be one of those things where it's like it just kinda happens and then everybody's dead. Like there's nothing anybody really could do about it. Except for these people, these individuals. And for something that's such a, you know, uh a eternal's problem and a celestial's problem, I don't think that this was the time where they would say, I'm gonna bring in, you know, uh, you know, an Avenger. I don't think Ant Man is gonna help them with this one. Like I really like I got truly and the way they kinda talk about the Avengers, they kinda like look at them as kinda like jokes almost. Like they kinda Which laugh is, about again, them. Like, the they don't take them that seriously. Like we live like, in this MCU world where again, if 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 Thanos would have if Thanos would have won, then I guess I don't know. I guess this whole movie doesn't make sense or this movie doesn't happen. And they would have just sat by and be like, Yeah, I guess this is what's got has gotta happen. Like for, well, for a character well, like Drew, who I love Drew's character. Right. I thought Barry Barry Keoghan did a great job, but why he 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 was disillusioned by the by the whole mission. It was like this is stupid. I could help people. What this and that. But he's not. He's he's just doing it. He's got his little utopia, but he's not in the Amazon. But he's not doing anything else. Like he could. I mean, where where has he been all this time? Why is he? I'm not saying he's got to be a superhero, but again, yeah, major well, things like you couldn't have. You could have stopped Thanos. But I guess I didn't interest him. But like we've got that whole Infinity War movie would have been for nothing, I guess, if the Eternals would have lost. Like this, I mean, what the MCU would have been blown up. Like it's it's sort of ridiculous. It's ridiculous states when you take all these characters and you just say that you know 
they, they like they're all they're 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 all in the same universe and they all need each other to 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 survive. I don't know. You know, if this was another if this was again, if you told me this was like the CW verse, the original CW verse where they were all different Earths and I didn't have to worry about any Avengers baggage or any Marvel baggage, it, this would make a lot more sense. You know, these little things that, you know, again, you could probably explain if you gave it an hour, but, you know, these aren't questions that should have to be asked for a movie well, like this. But it's so so much crazy stuff happening. And it, it, I don't know. And you've got characters like Dane Whitman who probably should have been more involved in the movie, but they buried him. And, you know, either he should have been in the movie or they should have given him more. Uh, I don't know. So... Uh, <laughs> I mean, because there's a lot there. Um, I, I again, I, I would, yeah, I, I would start with Druid. I, again, I would disagree because the whole. I think to me, the whole reason why he does what he does is because the you know, basically, Icarus is like, yo, I will, I will, I will knock you out if you try to actually make a difference. And I think for him, it's a thing of like, if I try to do more. These other very powerful people, a lot of them maybe more powerful than me, then will come for me. So he, they give him That's this little. During the movie, they gave him during his little corner of the world, a little corner of the thing he could do. Let, but they weren't gonna let him. I don't think. I think he was on the impression they weren't gonna let him run wild. They weren't gonna let him say, "Oh, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna be the greatest superhero on earth because this is dumb." Like that wasn't gonna happen. I mean, and they, we, he and was we, like, but, but I decided their flaws. You know, would they needed flaws to be human? Which again, I mean, I guess it makes sense. But like he said, hey, I could have taken them all over. I thought about doing it, but I didn't want it. Yeah, I wish again. I, I I'm not. I, that's not even my issue. It's, it's more about just he doesn't care about the whole not interfering thing. But it's only for whatever fits the story. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's a podcast where we, we disagree. Yeah, I mean, he's on the Amazon. I don't think he, it didn't seem like he really cared very much um, about, like, you know, what was going on in DC or any of these other places where the Avengers are he, fighting. He seemed like I feel like he tried to make a difference where he could. Where and he could he, and where and he think, wanted. And I think he so, learned about humans as well that, that, further elicited again is there a show don't tell thing maybe there sure because there's a big time jump there but there's him saying like i also learned during this time that no mind control for people to just do whatever you want is not necessarily the best way to you know solve humanity like that would have been crazy and i think he learns that and that's kind of is part of his you know face turn so to speak like i think he kind of comes across a little bit as an arrogant jerk early on and he becomes more likable as the movie goes on and I think him, you know, you know, someone, a worse person would have just said, nah, I'm just going to mind to everybody and everybody's going to be, you know, free and safe or whatever, you know, like that would have been bad. Like, I think the fact that he didn't do that, I think it was a sign that was that 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 was good for him, you know, and, and, and showed that he was not someone who was uh, an egomaniac in that way, who just thought that his his vision of the world was the only one that mattered or counted and that these people and having free will was important. So I don't, again, it, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing about watching movies. I mean, you're going to see a lot of different perspectives. Kendall's obviously very passionate about mm-hmm. certain perspectives. Um, 
you know, you know, I I think Sham agree on some of these that you know I I don't necessarily see it some ways. There are some things that I I, I do understand, you know, um, mm-hmm. yeah, but but to me, uh, I didn't. A lot I, of I didn't have a, mm-hmm. I didn't have much. I did, like I did not watch this movie thinking, oh, where's the Avengers? Like I, to me, I thought that this was the no, major. That, that, no, that's not a, that's to me. I'll be yeah, honest, that's say, not a major. Well, yeah, thing. Well, and one more thing with just I, I know I I personally feel the opposite. I'm glad. Yeah. I didn't get any Avengers in I, I, I don't too. want any Avengers in this movie. Yeah, I this is the that. Eternal. I want to see the Eternals movie. They are uh, and another, they're already a group. And, and, all, yeah. and, and, and also how how if you're supposed to be so damn powerful, why, yeah, if you're supposed to tell me and these people are so damn powerful, powerful, I don't want them I don't want them calling I don't need Ant-Man. Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? I don't want you know where Cap I want Falcon. I want Sam showing up. <laughs> well, I'm here to yeah, watch I want I want to see yeah, I want to see them actually solve a problem. You're guys supposed to tell me these people are these Crazy like said, who are these? I want to know about them. I don't want to know about the Avengers. I don't want to hear about the Avengers. Yeah, I mean, could this movie have been good without those characters? Of course. Um, I think that's more a selfish thing where, because I didn't like the movie as much, you know, some of those tie-ins and stuff would have been would have been more fun. There's no there's no real allusion to any of the past or history of the MCU. It's it's all. Yeah, this movie without some of the generic. You know, you know, Daredevil like Jessica Jones like MCU, uh, you know, Easter eggs would be, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a Marvel movie. It would be without it. Which again, maybe that's fine. I mean, it's on Earth. Sometimes, like again, for like Guardians of the Galaxy, I get why Guardians doesn't have a bunch of these other characters because Guardians is on another planet, so you don't have to worry about where is this guy, where is that guy. You can be as grand and as big as you want. You know, Shang Chi. I get why these other characters didn't show up because they're in a they're in a secret thing where they're in a secret forest where no one else can even see what's going on. Now again, I I get right, but you got you also had the, but you also had the ten rings that were doing causing havoc, you know, on this plane. And you know, I never saw Shield or anybody trying to slow them down. In fact I mentioned that in the review. That I think there should have been more there should have more ten But that's rings. our point though, is that like you can you can do this game with a lot of these movies. Which I did. Exactly. You know, right. it's, not, it's not like it's not it's, it's not inconsistency. It's just I think there should have been more Ten Rings tie-in with the with the rest of the MCU. The Ten Rings shouldn't be. There should, should have been some generic. Yeah, I, just, I can't. You, you know, know I, I don't want League of Shadows. I don't and want it's the same with this movie. Yeah, you got these characters yeah, just, who lived in this basically non-MCU world, but it's supposed to be in the MCU. Um, I think again, when I go back to the larger aspect, because the Avengers part is a, it's a minor thing. When you go back to the the, the character, the the allocation of time, you know, you've got. So many storylines in this movie that either characters didn't need to be in the movie, you know, like did did not have to be in the movie. I and honestly, you can pick pick your choice. You know, there's ten characters. You probably should have been six. You know, no more than six or seven. It should have been more clear about, you know, who is the main, who are the who are the main Eternals and who aren't. You know, I think the closest comparison to this movie is like an X Men movie. You know, it's it's it's, it's the X Men movies and. It's very clear in the X Men movies, like Wolverine is, is is Wolverine. Obviously, you have Charles. You got you know Cyclops, I guess. It, it, but you know some people would argue he's probably more of a side character in those movies. But and obviously, in the more recent ones, you, it, it's really told from Professor X's point of view, and Magneto's point of view. Um, this movie, I guess, it's Cersei, who again wasn't as good of a character as those people, obviously. Um, so that 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 hurts it. But then, you know, you've got these other characters that I thought were really good. Again, I mentioned Druid. He's got some moments, but it's 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 
light. Gilgamesh really liked. Had some moments, and they they, they whack him out of the movie halfway through. Uh, you know, Athena. You know, I wasn't really feeling the the whole storyline, but they oh, no, needed it for yeah. They they needed it to to explain the whole backstory, or that oh she actually wasn't going through, you know, uh, memory loss and Alzheimer's and whatnot. But it was it's it, she's just remembering stuff from her past life, and that that ended up working kind of. But then there was the Gilgamesh revenge story that I I, I wasn't working for me because again you have this stupid deviant guy who by the end. I'm again. I'm not even sure if he's evil, because they're saying, "Look, we're the same as you," and then Athena kills him anyway because he killed Gilgamesh. And I'm like, oh, I, I, "Am I supposed to be excited about this? I thought they, I thought he was as bad as we thought." And then she slices his head like, off. man, this stuff ain't black and white, man. This stuff right, ain't black not, and white. Not, yeah, it's not supposed point. to be. It's not supposed to be. It's black not supposed and to be black and white. It's, it's, all it's, it's it, I mean, yeah, you guys can look at it as a gray area. That's fair. It's confusing. You know, it's confusing as an audience from my perspective. Where I'm like, I don't know, I don't even know who I'm supposed to like at this point. I don't know who's the good. I mean, I guess Eric is evil, I, I guess, but he's. But again, he's I think, I think, I think the know, whole yeah. But I think for me, I think there's a difference. I think in terms of why this movie is so polarizing, you're hearing on this podcast. Is I think, and it's not to say that Kendall's viewpoint is wrong or not accurate or not fair. There's a lot of people who feel that way. I think to me, to me, this this movie and you know. For the, a lot of other people, like for people who like Zack Snyder movie, they'll say the same thing. That sometimes, you know, people want lines to be more clear cut, more kind of obvious than perhaps what some of these movies will do, and some people don't. Or at least so, sometimes for movie the movie, they won't care as much. Like I think that this movie creates a lot of interesting kind of moral dilemmas that are interesting to kind of explore. Um, and I don't think that they're just like, oh, well, I, I want to know who's good or bad. I, sometimes it's not necessarily a, about that per se. I mean, it's bad when you got people who, like, lie and you got people who are deceived. Like, like Icarus deceives and lies and kills. So there, there's, something, there's something bad there. Now, you could argue maybe his, his means are maybe justified depending on how you view things. But, like, I don't necessarily have a, a, a beef with him with, with, uh, with, with those, some of these lines being a lot more blurry than maybe we thought, you know. And, but some people, they prefer, like, no, you have to show what we're supposed to take from these films. And some people want things to be more gray. And to me, Chloe clearly wanted this to be more of a open interpretation. And that's, that's frustrating people. Cause I'm, and, and to be fair, I think there's some things that, again, aren't weren't executed the best. I, I, don't, I don't think that um, the Cersei-Icarus connection really works for on almost any level, like I think that that was probably one. Of, I think that's probably the biggest gap, if you ask me anything, which is bad because that's like that's the whole like crux of the actual climax moment in the movie. So like if you don't nail that, then that last moment, as Kendall astutely pointed out, doesn't really work. So and I agree with that and I get that. Now does that make you the there you now there are other things that I like about this movie. That I guess we you know we should get into because we've gone a lot into what Kendall dislikes. Um, that like that I think that you know make me still like the movie. Um, again, I thought the action sequences, how to use the visual effects for each of these characters, I thought was um, pretty stellar. Um, um, I, I I thought that the Gilgamesh Dina storyline is actually crazy. How the relationships and the kind of uh, what's the word like. Uh, 
just, I guess the kinship that you had with, between some of these characters that weren't Cersei and Icarus, to me, were way stronger, way more natural chemistry, and way more heartfelt. Or at least there was heart, more heart in it than the main one. So Thena and Gilgamesh's story, I think, is really, uh, really, you know, heart warming, heartbreaking at the same time. Um, so many people, you know, in this country, in this world, care for people they love, and it may not be necessarily romantic, and maybe there is romance there. We don't really know, but I, I think the fact that it wasn't something that they had to drill home with any kind of romance, but to show uh, someone helping someone through some kind of mental situation. Uh, I thought was pretty special, especially someone who they 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 promoted so strong in Dina. I thought that was a really strong point. I think that uh, we didn't get to see it enough. I thought Druig and Makari's uh, kinship and relationship and and how they kind of uh, fed off each other in terms of uh, Barry and Lauren, their acting, I thought was really stellar. Um, and I really I really liked kind of just the setup of. First of all, I also thought you know Kingo. I thought you know his whole deal. I thought was really funny. Um, uh, in terms of making him, cause like the whole thing of how do you kind of just suppose or explain, you know, someone trying to, uh, live, you know, all these different years and, and having that kind of humorous way to kind of tell that story, I thought was great. And, and then I thought, uh, Fastos in, in many ways, you know, again, Kendall seems to disagree, but I, I thought that his story ended up being very strong. Uh, I disagree that Hiroshima is not something that would that would make you kind of turn. I I just I totally disagree with that. That is the biggest catastrophe in maybe human history. So, um, and unlike those other things, Kendall's mentioning, where in terms of what makes you turn, this what the impact it had on him was that he he used his own technology to help contribute to it. When it comes to other atrocities or catastrophes that happen in human history. He, the other things that he might not have actually contributed to through his technology. This was something in which, you know, is the kind of, uh, is the issue that Albert Einstein had, is that this is something where your science that you thought was going to be for the better of people, you know, well, that's, attributed, that's attributed to the worst attach, atrocity ever. And that would change somebody. Like, I don't, that's, I, that's like, I totally disagree with this idea that, like, oh, like, he should have been, there should have been other things that should have jumped at him. I'm like, no, if you made the atom bomb, like yeah, I, you would be. My thing is up. like you're building the you're bu- Well, so I'll start with this. We don't really know. We really don't know a whole lot because they didn't they didn't give us a lot of time or a lot of you know a lot of they just spent a lot of time on his character, uh, unfortunately. But so we really don't know what what impact he had and what impact he didn't. I mean, did we lot, really? I mean, I, I, okay, well, hold on. General, but it's, it's more it's more surface level. But in terms of. We see him saying, "Yeah, you know, I'm building the wheel." I, I don't know. I don't know well, if he built every invention in the history of, of of mankind, or if it's specific, or what did he did he give him the the blueprint? Like, I don't know all that. Did well, he, we know he's in. in well, well, to be fair, Kendo, we know he's in Hiroshima when it happens, or soon yeah. after it happens. So clearly, it's not a oh, like I created something that's like kind of not really all that connected, and then. Something happened. Like clearly, he's very connected. Maybe he was working with the U.S. government or whatever. Like he clearly was on the ground. Like he was in this joint. Yeah, he so, in a lab coat. Clearly, he put in work. Right. So, then, so, so, so we can't say, oh, we don't like it's it's yes. There's something that are vague, but I mean, again, this guy be some. I, 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 right. I, I, clearly, well, yes, well, he's connected to Hiroshima. I understand. Right. But, but let me just say something. I just said. I mean, I just think, in my opinion, there is some level of rope that you do got give a little bit because it. You, we can't have a five-hour movie, like. 
I think I you see that. him in a lab coat. He's got it's Hiroshima. Should have been a five hour movie, but well, well, let me just say it's, 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 it's he he's in a lab coat. He's in Hiroshima. We've seen him create certain uh you know or or, or spark the idea for certain inventions throughout time, and he's clearly distraught that this invention has led to this absolute atrocity. I don't know. That's not the one I'm going to point to, in my opinion. I know this is different than your opinion. I'm just going to right. just want to make sure that we all get. I just want to make sure all the bases are being covered. I, you know, we. I don't want to make it sound like well, we just me and Jamar just playing defense the whole time. I don't think that that's the, that's the place where I need to see him creating the the first iterations of the atom bomb for for that scene to hit. Like that is just my opinion. I don't know if Jamar feels different. Right. Maybe he agrees with you, but to me. No, I, 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 I don't need just, that, I don't need my hand held with every single thing with this film. My issue is that I understand you're going through two thousand years, but then the, then the questions lie. What are you surprised about? You're building a nuclear bomb. What what do you think they were going to use it for? You know, like but and and again, these are these are questions that maybe I would be I, I could it, I, we could answer if we got more into it. I mean, those are philosophical questions. You but, could ask you could ask anybody. In right, you could ask Albert Einstein. Um, I mean, you could ask a lot, Einstein, of what, a lot of people. Why are you studying the atom? Right. Why are you doing? You know, you see the capability for destruction. Why would you do that? That's kind of an age old question. But, but I mean, I, I mean, and and I mean, I, I kind of agree. I feel like again, just with a lot of the stuff, it's just stuff. That I just didn't need to see, and it seems like EJ didn't need to see. Right. You know, I I don't need to see Fastos working on anything. I think in my mind I was like, oh, okay, so I guess he was working on it, and they chose not to show it to me, and I'm like, all right. Yeah, I mean, couldn't show again, it. Again, I'm, just, I'm just like, they ran all right. out of time. I was like, I don't need again. I, just me. I don't need to see that. I right. want to see. I save time for the stuff that I, and, I don't. If there was one thing. Him real, doing some kind of Iron Man, Tony Stark, you know, building the atom bomb. I don't need to see and, that. I, and I, I, I get it. See... And one, and one thing, real quick, with Fastos, if there was anything about his arc that perhaps I think, in terms of things that didn't work for me as much, though I really liked his character, Brian Tyree Henry is a phenomenal actor. Um, I'm not sure if the the jump from this is it. I don't want anything to do with these people. To I came with a, I got a family. I think that there needed to be some more explanation or something there to get me to get to that leap. I could say, okay, he vet somebody that changed his view on humanity. That's fine. But I didn't really kind of get even his, like, I, I understood that. Oh, okay. I clearly went too far with, uh, with, um, with interfering, I guess, you know, with, with humanity to the point where now I'm killing humanity. I don't want anything to do with it. I, you know, that's a pretty dark place to be. And I think there could have been a lot more exploration with, like, where that took him and then how he got out of it. The fact that he got out of it, I think, is great. And I think it's very human and very important. Um, the fact that we don't get any more about, you know, okay, well, how do you then become a family man with a husband and a kid? Like, you know, that part of it, I think, was probably the one that didn't work for me as much. I, again, liked his character. And I liked, I, I, again, I, I liked his whole setup. Like, I didn't, there was nothing about his setup I didn't like in terms of him being, I like that there was someone there, because so much of this, these Eternals, like, none of them have family, none of them really, uh, it seems like they're all kind of very much uh, uh, together, you know, in terms of, or not, not together, but at the very least, when they when they do separate, it seems like they kind of kind of all keep to themselves, and no one really. Yeah, they're their own family in that regard. Right, and I like that there was somebody who, really made Earth truly their home and, in a sense, made it very clear why they would fight for this Earth 
Right. You know? It was him, him and Cersei. You know? Right. Yeah, but I mean, Cersei's like, but I mean, like, I took that Dane kind of relationship to be something very casual. I didn't take that as be like, oh, this is gonna be. My well, yeah, but just husband. you know, she has a, she has a, more right, but she has at least a connection, right? So yeah, that's so I, why I, those are two that were. Yeah. I, I got, I, you know, Kingo. It's interesting because I mean, I, I love the the humor. I thought Kumal Nanjani did a great job for what he was asked to do. Uh, I didn't really get him at the end, just kind of waving the white flag, saying I kind of agree with Icarus. Because in the beginning of the movie, we first see him. He doesn't even want to leave. He's like, I got all these people that rely on me. And, and then by the end, he's like, well, yeah, I guess we guess we got below the earth for the sake of uh, which again, I didn't personally like that whole. I didn't. I didn't need that that whole concept of oh, we need to burst these other celestials because as an audience member. To me, it's not. It's they're like it, again. It's, they're treating it like gray area, but it's not. Like it's, it's it's a stupid I don't know it's a stupid gossip but I don't know you know that's 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 I guess in there is more minor but yeah I mean these things with all these individual characters aren't they, they, none of them are like they don't any of them individually don't kill the movie but collectively you know Macari's character I thought was great in the 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 little bit that they gave her you know they we, we didn't get a whole lot with her character I mean they 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 butchered her in terms of having any real you know. Any real backstory, any real she just she was just living in a, you know, in a in a in a dungeon for for thousands of years, we guess, and we don't know what the backstory is. Um, and again, like you said, we, we gotta assume certain things. Not everybody's gonna have a bunch of a bunch of time, but it turns out that like a lot of the characters that that I liked ended up getting you know ended up getting shafted in terms of time, you know, and they focused on you know characters that maybe weren't as good, but. Um, but yeah, when you have when you have this collection of of, of characters, it, it it just ends up being too much. Uh, maybe this is, should have been two movies. Maybe, I mean, again, I think the clear thing for me is that it should have been a series. I think if you, if you make this a series and you give it way more time to marinate, look at Watchmen. You know, you talk about the Watchmen story. You talk about the relationship between Angela Abar and uh, Doctor Manhattan, like. That storyline makes sense because they give it time to marinate, you know. Like by the end, they get they spend a whole episode, spend a whole hour, for you know, a whole forty five minutes explaining that whole thing. You don't have to ask questions. They could have had a similar thing with Cersei and uh, and Icarus, and now we we're not we're not looking back and saying, yeah, I, I wasn't really buying it, you know, but. It's it's not like I'm I'm not like looking at Marvel and saying like you know you guys screwed up this movie. There are little things that yeah I would have changed that I think would have made it better in my eyes. But the idea in in its in itself, I mean that's was, I, it wasn't really gonna. I work. think that's part of just the challenge of making a group movie. Um, without, and this is like without, a group plus this without is without any kind of you know because Guardians is a group movie, but that's only five. Yeah, it's five. This is double that. And, and imagine trying to make any of them have that's any five and they're and they're people these are like beings that were created by by some kind of celestial whatever some you know we don't even know person, but yeah and rockets not really a, i mean i see what you're saying but but yeah you know yeah, you know yeah, yeah. they're, they're <laughs> sentient whatever you want to call it they're right. they're not it's like having 10 not, not yeah. made in a lab you know what i mean yeah, yeah. so um so yeah it's it's it, it's part of a challenge i guess it's a bit of a challenge with that um 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, Shamar, I, I mean, you, I mean, you, I mean, you like this film, and you're you're hearing a lot of these critiques. Kind of, like you heard them for you know, you guys are together, so you see, you heard a little bit more about them. I mean, what are some what are some things that you one liked about this movie, and and also yeah. like, are there things that you would you know counteract with kind of what kind of I've counteracted a lot of them. I mean, me and him are not on the, <laughs> clearly as people who can listen, we're not on the same page on a lot of this stuff. But uh, but what 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 are you what are you thinking with this? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, look, I mean, I, as you, as you know, of course, I very much enjoyed the movie. I like the movie. I, I don't agree with Kendall's take just, it's just in general, um, in terms of it, not it needing, needing more time. Would it have benefited from more time? Yes. I think, I think most movies would benefit from more time, but, uh, do that, did this need more time to, you know, make sense or anything like that? No. I mean, I, I, I got it. I mean, EJ seems like you got it. You know, I it didn't seem like you know a lot of stuff was missing for me. Uh, just, just, just in terms yeah. of of the characters and the connections and the things. I'm just like, no, I mean, yeah, you know, Icarus. Yeah, I mean, that's who he is. He's kind of kind of a robotic guy. He's a robot. He's literally a robot. They're all kind of robots. So, um, you know, they have their their objective. You know, they were sent to, to complete an objective. You know. And it's it's it got to a point where they acknowledged the humanity and they wanted to save humanity. Most of them did. Now, I, I did have um, I did have some issues, but for the most part, I enjoyed it. I thought all the all the really all the characters were endearing for me. Yeah. None of them. None of them slouched. I, I liked I- Icarus. I liked Cersei. You know, I felt that she had the thing with um with uh, Dane and then she had Icarus and this. I thought, I thought it was, it was, um, I thought it was very good personally. Um, I mean, I did, I did have some issues, but they were all minor. You know, I thought the super scroll guy could have, the big super deviant could have been a little, a little, um, uh, could have been a, a little better. I thought the, uh, um, what else? Uh, I thought the. Uh, I mean, honestly, I thought the final fight was great. Yeah. Uh, I, I I thought they could have. Uh, I wanted to see more of Ajax or Ajax. Um, when I saw she was dead, I was like, oh boy, that's. And when I thought I was like, is she really dead? And I was like, no, she's really dead. I'm like, uh, I would have wanted to see more of that. But then they tried to put it in more in flashbacks. I would like to see more of actual Ajax. Um, and we will. I mean, uh, Salma said that she's signed for multiple movies, so I don't know what that means. She okay, and yeah, and to be a, fair, maybe there'll like be a different Ajax that returns. Maybe you know, Arishan makes a new Ajax, or yeah, if, yeah. Or I mean, if Tomato, the Ajax is you know, you know, uh, put back online or whatever. You know, however these or, yeah, yeah. people are, yeah, yeah. So hopefully we do. Um, and the same thing goes for Gilgamesh. I like Gilgamesh, and I was like, oh no, not Gilgamesh. So um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, they got Gilgamesh. So you know they. So in that sense, I agree a little bit of like, oh man, I really like Gilgamesh. Oh, they killed off Gilgamesh. All right, but but I still very much enjoy it. it. Didn't take away. I wasn't like, oh now now what am I watching? Just Icarus, and and the, and the group. It's like nah. I mean, I I, I liked all of them. I I also I thought the Macari effects. Um, I mentioned this when we left the movie. I thought the Macari effects was like much better. Really than, great. So great. Really better than almost really almost all the speedster. Totally agree. That I've seen better than. Snyder's Flash better than all the other, you know, all the other, all the other ones better yeah, than better. the other Silver. Yeah, I, 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 it rivals Fox's Quicksilver. 
yeah, I was gonna say to me, it's like on par with like the Foxes Quicksilver. Yeah, it's like those are like the two. If you want to pick what what kind of speedster thing to do, those are the two things that you'll want to go for. Um, but but yeah, those but yeah, she was very good. Um, and I thought Fastos was surprisingly good as well. I love uh, him. I loved his, seeing him fighting. Uh, yeah, Icarus. I was like, Icarus. wow, he's fighting Icarus. Yeah, and like, he was really fighting Icarus. Yeah. I was like, wow. So yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. And um yeah, it was just it was really cool. The whole thing was really cool. I, I thought Angelina Jolie was was great in the movie. All the actors did a great job. Kingo was yeah. hilarious. I loved it. I thought the movie was great, honestly. Uh really from top to bottom. Um, you know, and yeah, I mean I, I mean that's about it. I mean, I, I feel like a lot of I feel like a lot of Kendall's problems just stem from time. I mean, they can all kind of can't be pulled down to just time. He wanted more time, um, and you know, I mean, I feel like all movies need more time. But but you know, this one we just didn't get it. You know, it, yeah, I mean, I mean it, yeah, someone who reads comics, so, yeah, someone who reads comics who like they can go super into detail. I mean, I I totally get Kendall's gripe with wanting more information and stuff too. I just think. Uh, it's like one of those things again where it's like pick your poison, pick your battles. You know, it's like I, I thought that there was um, enough shown to where again I was good. But look, to be fair, and, and we talk about the criticisms this movie has had. I mean, the fact that you know Kendall was very much not alone, as we've seen a lot of the critics that have not liked this movie. Uh, you know, perhaps Chloe didn't do a good enough job of you know giving enough uh, time to these people, or maybe having too many characters involved if so many people were unable to kind of really kind of live with this plot as is. Um, she said they cut two characters, too, which is nuts. There was 12. Yeah, you couldn't do any more. Good luck. Yeah, you couldn't <laughs> yeah, that, you could, yeah, you know, unless it was the Suicide Squad deal where, I mean, that's kind of what they did in this movie, right? And like, but tried like, to, it, wait, tried to stagger. And real, and real quick, on the uh, whole lot of characters thing, and like, yeah, 12 would have been way too much, but I mean, I, I, I didn't have this issue with all these characters. I really kind of enjoyed the fact that there were an ensemble kind of team. Like, again, I'm used to reading X-Men comics where there's a lot of them. Like, it's not five, you know what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. we've watched other X-Men movies where, you know, they really kind of make only four or five members really part of the team. And then you got, you know, the kids at the school, and they're kind of members but not really. And I kind of like that there was just a team of – there's a squad of people. And they're a whole squad, and they're all part of the team, and they all – you know, uh, you know, have uh, you know their own thoughts and feelings, and having it, it's a balancing act for sure. And there's some people who, who were going to get the short end of the stick. I guess to me, there wasn't anybody who quote unquote got the short end of the stick where I felt like I needed a bunch more. I think Makari is probably the one you would say is probably the one who got the most. Um, that is a character who obviously was mute, so there, there's something just obviously there where it's like you know. There's something obviously physically there in terms of like how much time and communication are you able to even do with this kind of character, uh, where she's the only person who doesn't talk. So, so that didn't bother me as much. I think we'll see more as her and Drew maybe become more of a thing. But I think that I think that honestly, my only beef was I didn't think they did enough with the time they had with Cersei and and Icarus, who got the most time. And I think that like they're the most wooden in this movie. Um, they needed a lot more color. They needed a lot more emotion, and to to drive home the end of the movie again to get to that point. The fact that they didn't get there, I thought was was a little disheartening. 
let's um let's talk about these 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 mid credit scenes before we get to scores and final thoughts on this film. So so Kendall, the first uh, mid credit scene we're introduced to Eros, aka Star Fox. The uh, by the way, also um, played by Harry Styles, which I learned while I watched this film that I didn't know who uh, Harry, what Harry Styles looked like. I learned that in the theater because my yeah. girlfriend was my girlfriend was going crazy, and I'm just like, oh, okay, and it's oh that's Star Fox. But then, like, she's like, Harry Styles? I was like, oh, that's what he looks like? Okay. I, I had no idea what Harry Styles looked like, apparently. Um, uh, played by Harry Styles. Not a direction, <laughs> Sorry, man. Not a, not, not, that's not my jam. I'm not in any of the <laughs> One Direction or whatever he's part of. I'm, I'm just, that's not my corner of music, the music world. Even though I know he's a mega star, but I, I just did not know. So, crazy that they hired, they, they, they cast him to be the, you know, the brother of Thanos. But, um, but so so that opening scene there, where uh, you know obviously Athena and and Druig and and Makari realize that you know oh something's up with you know some of the Eternals that were left on Earth when you know what do you think's going on, and then he shows up. What did you kind of make of that uh, initial scene? Yeah, um, yeah, it was interesting seeing Harry Styles. He's in uh, what you call it, right? Dunkirk. Yeah, man, with, he's in uh, Dunkirk. Yes, yes, he, did Dunkirk. He, did, yes. he did a very good job in that movie. Yeah. By the way, Pat Oswalt also is uh is a is the voice of Pat. Um, uh, yes, he is. Yes, yes. Barry Keegan's in, in Dunkirk yeah, as well. He's, so which he's good clearly the Marvel scouts were watching that movie. Um, but yeah, no. Um, it was interesting because that's that's a post credit scene that I think makes sense for them because half the people watching the movie that maybe are watching it, you know, as Eternal fans, they may not. Like EJ may not even know that that was Harry Styles. May know who Harry Styles is. May not know what he looks like, but they know Star Fox. So you know it has it has relevance. And some people are getting excited about the Star Fox aspect of it. Then you have another segment of people that don't know who Star Fox is from from any 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 walk of life, but they know who Harry Styles is. So you get those people right. engaged as well, and so that works. Um, you know, in terms of I, I I really don't know where where this is gonna where this is gonna lead. Uh, he says your friends are in trouble. I don't. I don't know who he's going to say referring to, but um, you know, it should be interesting to see what 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 movies. Uh, you know, he you know he ends up popping up in. Once you once you make a major major casting like that, uh, you know, you have to follow through. So we'll see him. We'll definitely see him again. No, oh, yeah. What would you what you make, Shamari, of the of the the style uh, the Harry Styles uh, appearance cameo? I thought it was cool. I mean, I thought it was cool. Harry Styles is a very talented guy. You know, I thought he was great in Dunkirk. I was surprised at how good he was in Dunkirk. Everyone's going, oh, Harry Styles is in Dunkirk. I'm like, he'll, probably, he'll be in it, maybe a cameo or whatever. He he was good in that movie, um, what I saw. So, uh, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him in the MCU. That's a big gig for him. He's, I mean, he's big enough. But, it's huge, yeah. From but, an acting standpoint. But from an acting huge. standpoint, that's big for him. So, um uh, so yeah, this. I mean, I, I think it's. I think it's gonna be awesome. Um, he looked great. The costume was fantastic. Yeah. All the costumes. Oh, the costume is great. Yeah, the, the all the costume costumes in this whole movie were, was yeah, were was, a plus ten out of ten. Fantastic, by the way. Um, but yeah, so I, I thought I thought it was a cool reveal. I'm looking forward to seeing. Same here. And then we had the final reveal uh, at this movie, which I think was probably the even the bigger showstopper. Definitely, you know, for the people who are in it for the Marvel kind of world building that's going to happen so 
we've mentioned this Dane Whitman character. We haven't talked much about him because there really isn't much in the movie to say about him other than him being a romantic interest for Cersei on Earth. Uh, but we know, you know, that character becomes the dark, uh, the, the Black Knight, um, a member of the Avengers, a member of the Defenders, a lot of different, uh, you know, hero groups. And he's played, of course, by Kit Harrington, who is a major star from Game of Thrones. And we see him back. He kind of mentions to uh, Cersei before she's taken from Arishim that, oh, there's this, you know, story I tell you about, about my own life that you don't know about. And that's probably him alluding to the sore that he has. And we see him in that last scene opening up the chest uh, to, to perhaps get that sword. And then we hear an unknown voice, you know, kind of say, you know, are you sure you want to you wanna go down this path, basically? Uh, yeah, are you sure you're ready for that? Are you sure you're ready for that? And I'll be honest, I actually thought at first it was Samuel Jackson. Um, so, again, two, <laughs> 0 for 2 for me on initially watching yeah, these okay. uh Initially watching these uh, trailers. Well, look, I mean, I mean, it's just a voice, and you're in a movie theater, and you're yeah, trying to pick really, up initially. It's really older black guys here. Yeah. Like, so when I, oh, I heard the voice, I was like, that didn't sound like Samuel L. Jackson. Right. We've just heard someone in the Fury that I, was hard. Yeah. Heard so much. And why wouldn't you show him? You know, that's just another thing we're yeah, saying. Why wouldn't you show yeah, him? Like, he can't spare five seconds. You know, that's not some that's not some crazy thing. Got to hide. You know. So I'm like, I'm like that, and that that didn't sound like him. Like that doesn't sound right. right. Yeah, um, we, yeah so, we, but we actually finding out now that it most likely was Marshall Ali Blade. Yes, yes. So Kendall, what did you make of that reveal? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, uh, I, I I liked Kate Harrington in this movie. Wish I would, wish I'd seen more of him. But um, you know, I thought the post credit scene was cool. Uh, you know, the 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 I I I think. Personally, they should have shown Blade. Um, that may we talk about Samuel so Jackson. That may not have been possible for whatever reason. They, maybe they added this late. Maybe they don't have the design for Blade ready. Those are those are things that obviously <laughs> you know still a ways away. So it's a lot easier for them logistically just have them do a voiceover. But I think yeah, for impact yeah, cool, sake, yeah. if they wanted to break the internet and they wanted this to be like the the craziest moment, craziest post credit scene and that we've seen and. You know, it would have been top five if if Blade would have shown up. You know, Mary Shelley, that would have been a top five post credit scene in the history of maybe filmmaking, but certainly the MCU. Uh, and you know, it ended up being still being cool, but it's still it's too. It's, I think it's slightly too inside baseball for some people. Both of them are inside baseball for a lot of reasons, but this one I think maybe even more so than the other one because at least people see saw Harry Styles so everyone kind of gets to it on some level this one we didn't see Marshall Ali so half the people may not even hit be walking out of theater saying I don't even know what that means I don't know who that was um but but conceptually I mean I mean I guess he's I mean Black Knight being in being in Blade I mean we talk about you know I think a lot of these movies going forward are going to be more team team up ensemble driven as opposed to you know, Disney Plus having more of the singular stories. So having a character like uh, Black Knight potentially being in Blade may make sense. Um, I think I, I think there's there's rumors. I think someone said that he's supposed to show up in something else coming up soon. Uh, maybe not soon, I don't know. But something coming up before Blade. Uh, so we'll see if that's Doctor Strange. We'll see if that's Moon Knight. You know, those are some possibilities. But, but yeah, 
you know, if he does show up again at this point, I think you have to show him. I don't think you can do the voiceover thing, but for so long, before it gets kind of goofy. Yeah, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Shane, what'd you make? What'd you think of the um, Black Knight Blade scene? I loved it. I loved the scene. Kit Harrington's fantastic. He's great as Jon Snow. He was great in this movie. The little that he was there, he was great in the movie. I can't wait to see him in Blade, I guess. I and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a fantastic tease. I mean, the only disappointment is I asked, oh, I asked Kendall, when's Blade? And he's like, oh, I don't know. It's not even on the it's not even on the calendar yet. We don't know. Yeah, they haven't said. So maybe I'm guessing that's like. Maybe like that, that, may change, that, may, that may change very soon, though, after this movie. 24. I mean, you hope so. But it's not on the calendar yet. We don't know. So it could be two years. It could be three years. It could be four years. I don't know. Um, so I'm assuming it's right before Fantastic Four, whatever, or you know, in terms of the order of operations, the way they, the way right. Feige presented it at Disney Investor Day was that it's on, it's on the slate, but it's, it doesn't have a date, but it's, it's, it's on the back, the back of whatever Phase Four, or Phase Five is, is, yeah. So what they have, yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty disappointing, but you know, it is what it is. It's cool tease. Um, but that's the only disappointing part is that Blade's so far away that, you know, to tease it now, if I, if, if I were in the room with Feige or whoever that was making this decision, I guess it's Feige, they're saying, oh, I want to tease Blade in this movie. I'd be like, so when is Blade coming out? Is it coming out next year? Is that coming out? Now it makes like, sense. No, 2024. I'd be like, then right. why are you teasing it now? There's like 10 movies coming out before that. Now it makes sense why they, why they announced his casting so early because... You know, this probably would have got out had they not announced it at, at Comic Con. You know, that he was even playing Blade. They I don't know why it. he's teasing Blade so early. I hope Blade shows up in something. Well, I think I think that's what's gonna happen. I expect Blade to show up, perhaps, and maybe in a Moon Knight series. Hopefully, um, he's gonna show up in something I think else. This is, I, really, I think they're teasing. I think, Blade. This, I think this is the beginning of him being a part of the MCU. What are you saying, No, I was just saying I think they're teasing Blade mm-hmm. now because they wanted Black Knight to be in the movie. To Black Knight and Black Knight's gonna be. They want Black Knight to connect to Blade. Right, and so if you're gonna connect Black Knight to Blade, sometimes I feel like I feel like the uh, the connections are so early. Like in 24, 2024, I'm not gonna be thinking about. Oh, remember back in 2021? Yeah, I mean, EJ, I can saw, you remember? I mean, unless it's like a Thanos level thing. Other than, yeah. other than that, I mean, I'm, am I gonna remember yeah. or care about I mean, that? Honestly, Thanos might be the answer, but I was gonna ask. Can you remember a character in the MCU being teased? So far in advance like of really of far in advance for like, real like, debut. I mean, because I would. I mean, but how? I mean, but how far are we you know, talking? Debut really being Guardians as opposed to right, like Infinity War. But like typically, like Samuel Jackson shows up in Iron Man and then he's in Avengers. You know, like it makes sense. It's not like it wasn't like five, six movies into the future. Right, but how many years is that though? What is it? Three years since Iron Man and then you have the Avengers. Maybe less than that even. I don't know. Right. I mean, I I, I think Blade and he's might not be... Too, and he's in, you know. Yeah, I mean, there are some untitled movies in 2023. Um, I'm not... I don't know if Blade's that as far down as you guys think. Like, I don't... I don't. I think it's coming pretty soon. It's not next year, but... Could it be in 2023? I think it could be. Uh, we may learn a lot more about that in Disney Plus Day sometime this week, but... Um, there's a potential chance that, yes, that the movie that he's in may be a little while from now before we see him... But again, I expect Blade to be kind of part of the Marvel. I think this was us seeing him in the Marvel universe the first time. I don't think this is gonna be oh, you know, this is the first time we've seen him, and the next time we see him is a movie. I, I his movie. I, I totally don't think that's gonna happen. 
This isn't like some prologue to the Blade movie. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. We're, we're supposed to remember this scene. Yeah, there definitely will be a definitely will be a connection between him and Black Knight for his movie, but I don't think this is like, oh, they're just doing it because, uh, you know, his movie that comes out in four years from now. You know, they want to show this. Like, I, that doesn't make sense. It's too much time. You know, so I think that we'll definitely see him somewhere else, and we'll see his face and everything. We're not going to just hear his voice. Um. I think this is a good part of the show where we get, uh, give a score here. So I go to uh, I go to Kendall first. What would you give Marvel's Eternals uh, out of ten? Uh, out of ten, um, I'd say uh, six point three. Uh, I'm in between a six and a six point five, but I'll just split the difference. Six point three. Yeah. All right. Anything, you know. anything else to say on that? Yeah, I mean, you know, again little disappointing in terms of um you know overall not having enough time you know i think the the movie i think the color palette probably could have been a little a little better uh, a little brighter a little bit you know when you think about the eternals in the comics it's a lot more it's a lot more colorful than what we got in this movie this is almost like a snyder snyder looking you know kind of movie in that regard and you know i mean whether or not we see them in the future uh, I think there are characters here that 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 I enjoyed, um, but you know I'm not like I'm not gonna be banging the table waiting for a general sequel. Tell you that much. All right, Sam. What about you? Uh, I give Eternals and I I give it an eight point eight. I give it an eight point eight. Wow. I give it an eight point eight. Completely different side. Yeah, eight point eight. This. <laughs> This is this is uh this is a very very I really enjoyed this movie. I will this will get many rewatches from me. Um, yeah, I mean I I it, I think it's a great experience. I would recommend it if someone asks, hey, do you think I should see that Eternal movie? I'd be like, yeah, definitely go see it. It's worth it. Well, I mean, I mean, we're in a pandemic, so barring that, but you know what I mean. Like, if someone were to say, do, do you recommend this movie? Yes, I'd say absolutely. You know, I'd be like, it's a See definitely a movie worth. Possible. <laughs> <laughs> no. But I'd be like, yeah, it's definitely a movie worth seeing. You know, absolutely, absolutely a movie worth seeing. You know, in whatever uh, way you're comfortable seeing. You know, so I very much enjoyed it. I look forward to hopefully we get a sequel, and hopefully we get cl- more Chloe Zhao. Uh, this was very enjoyable. Uh, and it very much touched on, you know, I guess I'm also a little biased in terms of it definitely went into the whole ancient alien kind of theory stuff. I'm very into that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought I thought it was great. Very well done. And, and I'll give an 8.8. Yeah, uh, I'm going to give this movie an 8. Um, I think it was a really good movie. I think there are some, 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 I think some borderline spectacular elements to it. I think the CGI and the cinematography, I think is top notch. I think the action sequence, again, this is not a movie I thought I'd be saying, speaking so highly of the action sequences, but the action sequences in this movie really are convincing. Um, and just how, you know, how someone like Dina moves, how uh, how they, they how did Gergamesh's powers, how they did Fastos's powers, like, and then, of course, seeing how they kind of use Icarus again, I think, you know, it's crazy to see Icarus and Makari, two characters with powers similar to DC heroes, and I felt like this was the best I've seen if they would have did that for Superman and the Flash, I would have felt a lot better <laughs> about some of the, the the recent kind of big screen iterations of those characters. Um, you know, they, they, again, it's not a movie that doesn't have some faults. Again, I thought the pitfalls, I think in some ways, Cersei-Icarus dynamic didn't work quite as much. 
I think some of Icarus's, uh, you know, ending motivations don't make don't fit as much. But there's still a lot to like with this film. Um, and I, I also would co-sign with Sham said I definitely recommend people to watch it. So I definitely give this one an eight out of ten. Very solid Marvel movie. Uh, I think if you actually really pin me down, I'd probably say maybe a little better than I thought it would be. Um, I really uh, wasn't sure how I feel about it, especially as the, the, the reviews were coming in. But I really thoroughly was enjoyed, invested, and uh, ended up really appreciating uh, what they, they did. So shout out to Chloe Zhao and the rest of the crew over there. Um, shout out to, of course, my guys on the pod, Sham and Kendall. Thank you all for checking out this edition of New Generation Hero Talk Podcast, of course, this week was a movie review talking about Eternals, but usually um, we do a, uh, a show talking about all the biggest news in sports, excuse me, in uh, superheroes on this podcast, uh, the Hero Talk podcast, um, superhero movies, television, and so on and so forth. So make sure you catch us on the podcast network, New Generation Podcast Network. You can find that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also be sure to check us out on YouTube, New Generation Media. Again, if you are a fan of uh, DC's Young Justice on HBO Max. We're doing weekly recaps of that uh, animated series, so make sure you check those out. Again, you can find that on our YouTube channel, Generation Media. Follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast, and on Facebook, New Generation Media. And you can find um, us individually on social media as well. Kendall's on Snap, uh, on Twitter, uh, New Gen Ken. Shamar can be found on Instagram and Snapchat, MCSham22. You can find me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart. And on Instagram, Action EJ. Thank you guys again for checking us out. For Jamari, for Kendall, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.